and welcome to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and with me today, as per usual, and as per always, is the show's lovely, if I may say so myself, co-host Dustin Jackson. Hello, Dustin. How are you today? Hello, Mitchell. Thank you for noticing how, how lovely I'm looking today. You are looking lovely just today. What's your secret? Uh, I wore my special socks. Tell me about them. Uh, they're like my other socks, but they're better. Uh, because they have little Winnie the Poohs on them. Love that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking instead of that, though, we could talk about Game of Thrones, a Telltale Games series, episode one, Iron from Ice. We could do that. Um, well, I'd love to do that. First, I just want to get through a, a few things that happened recently that I think maybe people, if they're listening to our show at all, might expect us to talk about because it's kind of big news. Ooh. So, first Big off, news. just, like, show news. Dustin, you remember what we did last week? Uh, yeah, we talked, we, we had a very special episode, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Uh, we talked with Varum Antonian, who is the director of Minecraft Story Mode Episode 8. Uh, so, we, we had our first Telltale employee dish on what it was like to work on the game, and uh, we got some inside scoops. We got some uh, a better appreciation, I think, for what goes into the making of one of these episodes. And yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was very fun. So it just if you didn't catch that one, normally I would say, you know, just keep listening to this one. Don't get too carried away. But that one is a pretty special one. Uh, th- there was a few o- audio issues. I apologize for that. Um, th- nothing I could change before it went out, I'm afraid. But the information is so quality, Dustin. It's so it, quality. It, it more than makes up for any audio issues one might have. That's what I always say about it. Th- that's what I always say in general. So thank you again to Varum Antonian for showing up and uh, just just being a part of the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, it was weird, though, <laughs> because on the same day that we recorded that episode, the... F- finale of our minecraft story mode season one arc of the podcast it was announced can you even believe this (laughs) it was announced that the minecraft movie starring jason momoa jason momoa is going to be playing gabriel the warrior from minecraft story mode it's a minecraft story mode movie dustin we know that guy they're making Gabriel a movie the based on the Telltale video game that you can't buy, yeah, Minecraft the one that Story they, Mode. The one that they decided not to re-release for some reason or another is what the Minecraft movie is going to be based on. Well, we got some insight from Varum while he was here that uh, it seems like the entire rights side of that game do belong to Microsoft at this time. Right. So, uh, hey, I guess they have an idea for what they want to do with the story mode of Minecraft, and it looks more like a movie than a video game, I guess. But they already made the video game, so it seems weird that they wouldn't put it out and try to garner some sales for it, Even especially because they're the ones that own it. If they put it out, they could just publish it themselves and get all the money, I guess. Right. Instead of uh, it, some. Wouldn't it be crazy if they decided to re-release it like alongside the movie? That... That would, I mean, that would be not crazy to me. That that would just make sense. It, it feels like they're gonna right, that's, do the I, crazy I said thing crazy. and not <laughs> and not put You're it right. out. Um. Yeah. So 
if you want to hear more about Minecraft Story Mode to hype yourself up for this Jason Momoa movie. An actor I really respect, by the way. I like that guy. Yeah, um, I, I did you know he played? he's playing Gabriel the Warrior? I did know that. Did you know that he was, not only is he attached to uh, Minecraft Story Mode, but he got his fame from doing Game of Thrones. So that kind of... Wow. That kind of brings it all around, huh? Crazy. Not a character he's so, he's that we'll so have uh, encountered in the story of this game at all, but a character that exists for sure. Right. What a wild web we weave. Yeah. So if, if you want to catch up on Minecraft Story Mode, listen to more of this podcast. Just really internalize it. And we will at some point in the future, of course, be covering Minecraft Story Mode Season 2, which may or may not have more to do with what happens in the movie. Who's to say? Right. I can't say. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. By the way, how do you do a live action I- Minecraft movie? Just how do you do that? Yeah, uh, I, I guess we'll see. How do you how do you do it? How, how it's got to be blocks. Yeah, it seems it seems like it would be much easier to do an animated movie, but uh, you know, I that's why I'm not a big shot in Hollywood. I think we're gonna see the trailer for this movie, and for a whole three days, everyone on Twitter is gonna be talking about like. Can you believe they made it look like this the same way that the initial response to, like, the Detective Pikachu trailer was? Right. And then eventually it'll just kind of look like how it looks to us, and it'll look normal all of a sudden. But it'll look so fucked up to be normal. It's just something that will change for us over time, and... What if they make all the live-action people into, like, blocky square people, but they do it with, uh... The, the same kind of effects you might see in, like, a Spy Kids movie. Yeah, I was thinking of Shark Boy and Lava Girl with the <laughs> with the the, uh, uh, the teacher. Yeah. Like, his face is exactly. all stretched. Like, what if, they're, what if their faces are just stretched to be a square, but, like, they're still moving in real time? It's not pixelated? That's the only way I can picture it. I, yeah, because I'm imagining Jason, real-life Jason Momoa in a real-life field putting a table down and the table looks regular and then he just puts like three twigs in a row and then it becomes a bat <laughs> like that would that's it's it won't look right it just won't right. look right no no matter how they pull this off it's 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 going to be weird yeah you know minecraft is a franchise that has never shied away from doing the things that do not behoove it <laughs> from from doing behoove. the things that in in any way they just don't like function in the way that I think they would want it to look. Right. Yeah, they're 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 audacious over there. They're letting audacious Telltale make a, a game. Uh, wow, you have so many words today. I'm planning on using a lot more, so you you got to get used to it, Dustin. I'm gonna have to start taking notes. Well, I have some notes. On the game that we played, which I believe we can start talking about. Minecraft movie, yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll see it. Maybe we'll do... I mean, of course we're going to do an episode if it's a movie based on a Telltale game. That much right. is already like, no, I didn't think that would happen. And then right. every subsequent like detail is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Dustin. Hello. Game of Thrones, a Telltale game series. Episode 1... 
Iron from Ice. Released Iron on from Ice. December 2nd, 2014. Directed by Mar- uh, Martin Montgomery. Designed by Ryan Kaufman, Matt Almer, and Joe Ching. And written by Andrew Grant. How do you feel about it? Um, so I knew going in mm-hmm. that Game of Thrones is not necessarily my thing. But, you know, it could have been like Walking Dead where I can go in yeah. and, and and still enjoy it regardless of not really caring about uh, the IP before that. Um, and my conclusion with this episode is Game of Thrones as a whole is about like an entire world away from being my thing. <laughs> I yeah, you know what? Everything I know about you, Dustin, I like I want to fight for it because I do like it. I right. I do uh, like especially the early parts of the story of Game of Thrones in which this sort of takes place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think are written so strongly. The story is engrossing to me. The more you put into understanding it, the more you get out of watching it or reading it. Right. Um, but like, yeah, dude, I know it's not for you. That's not something. Yeah, it's like you. I. Yeah, I I would never say like, oh, this is bad. This is absolute uh, doo doo diarrhea feces. Uh, obviously, it's not. Uh, but boy, I feel like I could not be paid to care about any of this, and and no disrespect to the people who worked on it but boy was i bored so have you we've talked about this before have you seen an episode of the television show game of thrones not even a single one i wanted to watch at least one before we started playing but uh, i guess i didn't yeah i was wondering i was wondering if you like if you watched one episode would that even help <laughs> yeah is, is what i'm wondering because uh Here's here's the here's the thing. This episode, this game, the episode of this game, came out uh, again on December second, two thousand fourteen, which is after season four of the show came out. Which okay. means that we're um, the show has covered the contents of I think like the three the first three books. Mm-hmm. Here, here's here's some more here's some more backstory on Game of Thrones. It's a it's a book series. The book series is called A Song of Ice and Fire. The first right. book within that series is called A Game of Thrones. Ooh. Um, the show is based on the whole series, but is named after only the first book for some reason. And uh, maybe they just figured it was more marketable. Yeah, you think Game of Thrones is more marketable than A Song of Ice and Fire? Yeah. It has ice and fire. Those are two, like, cool things, though. Those are, those are cool things, but at the same time, Game of Thrones is so many less words. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's not even a Game of Thrones like the book is. The book is a right. Game of Thrones. The show is just Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones in general. So here, here's another thing about the, the show versus the book series. Uh-huh. The show had to keep going and, like, finish a story even after... They got through the currently existing five books, which are not right. the entire series. There's going to be two more books if George R. R. Martin can ever finish them. And that it's kind of a discussion of uh, people call him quite the slow writer because it's been like 12 years since he did book five. And 
book six that's is a long time still pretty ethereal it's just in, in the the ether out there hasn't come out yeah it is a long time uh and they had to the show had to write their own ending based on possibly what is actually going to happen later we don't know that yet if and did people like it uh no they did not like the ending hmm yeah uh they did not like the ending <laughs> at all um but like there's there's a pretty clear dividing line of like when the show was following the books and when it had to start writing its own stuff and people very much like when the the show was not so directly following the books like this same stuff happens more or less but some stuff happened out of order or they can take uh, some liberties with it yeah like some things from multiple books were happening at the same time in the show and stuff like that right but the book still acted as a guide basically yeah and they, they liked that much because the show at that point was still wrapped up in what the tone of the books were doing which was it's a fantasy thing it's high fantasy it's uh dark high fantasy but mm. it it really is using that as like the backdrop for a political drama that's what it is it's a political drama right uh and if you understand what if you understand that much and then you go into this game i think you might get a lot out of it because it's the game is definitely still a political drama right. um it it really relies on it and i can imagine that for someone like you who doesn't know the backstory of the characters or this world or um, you might just not be invested in political drama type stuff in general. This was going to be a slow and confusing and <laughs> uh, pretty dry affair the whole time. Man, Mitchell, you knock, you hit the nail right on the head. Yeah, I mean, like I can I totally can get it. Um, right, and and yeah. like I said, I would I would never use that to shit on its quality or anything. Uh, you know, I I can totally accept that I'm just not gonna be into everything. Um, yeah, yeah. So so for placement discussion, this was released after the fourth season of the show, but takes place uh sometime within the third season of the show okay uh which i believe is like the beginning just like the very beginning of book three i think i think mm -hmm. i think i think so i think so yeah and uh the the event that sets this off is something called the red wedding um have you heard about the red wedding before have, have you heard that phrase for game of thrones uh, i haven't heard of it before this okay it, it's kind of it, it was like a, a singularly important episode of the show where right. um, the show and the book series up to a point I'm, I'm definitely spoiling Game of Thrones right now by the way you you kind of have to be on board with this in order to talk about the game um, uh -huh. the red wedding is something that happens I believe season three episode nine if I'm if I'm remembering correctly Um. And I only remember that because it's like a really important singular moment. <laughs> Would not remember that otherwise. Um, season three, episode nine. If you haven't, if you want to watch Game of Thrones, you haven't gotten up to that episode. I guess quit now uh, because turn this shit off. You'll you'll have to know that much, or I mean, you don't have to. You can just play the game. 
but that the the game will spoil what happens. Right. You think I'm fine with that personally. You think that up to this point in the the great political debates of Westeros, which is the island like continent thing that you're on, Westeros is the the landmass. Um there's there's big fights occurring between generally the forces in the north which were led by the Starks. A a family named the Starks and they're like the protagonists of the show in the book series they're the people you follow the people you root for and the 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 factors in the south the south is uh presented as much more wealthy than the north it's like it's like england it's it's based on england where king's landing is this it's london it's this one city uh and it has the the royalty down in london uh and it's basically them which it's like a small number of people in a small amount of space but against the entire north and and just because of how much money they have and how well um the people down there are able to wield diplomacy it becomes sort of an even battle going back and forth throughout the entire series the okay, red okay. wedding was this thing where there was uh, this house in the north, or like in the in, ish, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're called the Freys. Do you remember this from the game, the Freys? Oh, I remember this from the game. The Freys wanted to marry one of their daughters to Rob Stark, who was like, he looked like he was in the position to win the whole war at the time. He's the protagonist that we're following in the show. He's like the main guy. And I, I mean, the show has like a lot of main guys. We focus on a lot of characters. Right. But he's one of the ones that's like, yeah, Rob Stark, he's he's the king in the north right now. He's he's the one who's going to take down King's Landing and free the north from the, the south's rule. And everyone's behind him. He's uh, presented as being so noble and such a like return to form for kings. And he's the protagonist. And the phrase say, hey, marry my daughter. And Rob Stark says... Uh, no, thank you, because I have a girlfriend, actually. But uh, my second-in-command can can marry your daughter, and we can form the House Alliance that way. And the phrase don't like this, but they say, like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, and they invite everyone into a wedding for the second-in-command and uh, this Frey girl. And then they lock the doors and kill all the Starks there, uh, including Rob Stark. He's... Very suddenly, not the protagonist of the show anymore. His mom, Catelyn Stark, who is like one of the other protagonists of the show, she's gone. Every, like the entire house Stark, except for the um, siblings of Rob Stark who were just elsewhere and like around the world. Anyone who wasn't like around the world traveling for whatever independent reason they had died in that building that day. Right. All, all the Starks that were there. All the Starks that were there. Um, th- there's a lot of backstory to Game of Thrones. That's the single event that I guess matters the most here. Um, okay. Because this, yeah, I mean, the rest this episode happens, to... like the beginning chapter of it, it oh. happens during that event from a different perspective we've never seen before. Right. They're talking about the, the Red Wedding at the, between all of the, the soldiers down below. Yeah. So like, I mean, none of those soldiers are getting married, but like it's, it's, they're, it's they're discussing the, it. They're discussing it, yeah. So, um, is that something you got from context clues? Like, that's what yeah, happened? Yeah, I, I mean, to to be perfectly honest, I, I didn't think, like, 
like anything they talked about in this episode like even if i didn't know it you could just kind of infer Mm -hmm. you could just kind of grasp oh uh something happened i i i mean they tell you that the starks were are all dead uh, a few times yeah uh we will meet i'm sure some more starks because uh we see their faces in like the episode uh icons so like some some of the stragglers from around the world are still alive but it's like the bastard son who didn't get to keep the last that's another thing in this world if you're a bastard you don't get your father's last name you're called snow you're uh ramsey is a character that shows up in this that's an example of that his name's ramsey snow even though he's a bolton i gotcha i gotcha okay yeah so like it's those kind it's like daughters who are never going to ascend to the throne a son who is uh paralyzed like his entire body's paralyzed and a son who's a bastard that's who's remaining of the starks now so it's like non-powerful family members but right. they're they're just out in the world and we'll probably meet some of them as we go along because apparently there's this house this house forester who we uh is is the protagonist house of this game was just like around for all the stuff that mattered but uh <laughs> they were just sort of in the background it's lion king one and a half really right <laughs> that's that's my main that's a good comparison yeah um i i forget the the real what's the thing that lion king one and a half is based on it's uh something in rosencrantz uh, um the yeah, hammer I, I don't know the I, I don't know the name but i know what you're talking about it, yeah like they were in the background of hamlet the whole time and right Elden Stern something yeah it's it's hard names to remember um but like it's it's a lot less funny than that (laughs) this episode is not it's not very funny yeah um Minecraft was not intended to be entirely a comedy either but it definitely had some jokes um right this is the, the the least comedic one we've seen in quite some time even less jokey than The Walking Dead, I would say. Even less jokey than CSI, I would say, because <laughs> Brass always oh, had a zinger. Yeah, CSI had a share of jokes and, like, wacky characters. Yeah, I guess you can call this one a cold case, I, Brass would say, after Whoa. drinking, like, ice water or something. Woo! <laughs> um, yeah, so so House Forrester is, is the... Uh, the house we follow. By the way, Dustin, I looked up some pre-release information about this game. Ooh! Uh, something that you might find interesting is that because a feature of the books and show that was so prominent was the focus on multiple, and, and by multiple I mean like a good amount of protagonists, people that we follow uh-huh. and root for, even if they uh, weren't like the main main character of the war itself we're we're following this person over here and that person over there uh tons of people get their own perspective scenes from the show and the game was going to try to replicate that and it uh very proudly said it would do so by having five playable characters throughout the season now they say oh throughout the whole season yeah so um even though they advertised it that way in this episode, we only had three. Right. Yeah, so uh, so get excited how for two feel more at least. Um, how do I feel about that? I I think that 
I mean, I totally get why you would say something like that because, like, if you have a number to advertise with, the marketing team's like stoked on that. They get to advertise right. that there's five. But, um, I think that I'm I'm glad I only found that out after I played the episode because uh-huh. some stuff would you have happens. Been worried? No, I, I wouldn't have been worried, but I might have seen some stuff that happened coming. Um, because, okay. well, I, I guess we can just say it. One of the three playable characters you play in this episode dies in this episode. Yeah, whoops. So It happens. Um, you move on to some other characters, I imagine, pretty quickly. Right. Uh, so, I, I meant just more how do you feel about having three characters you're jumping between in this episode? Um... I think they do a really good job of centering the conflict of House Forrester where, like, the house is the main character, no matter which character you're controlling. Right. Um, like, you in, in the show, oftentimes, um, it could, in its weakest moments, I think that it could feel a little confused where sometimes... You're with Jon Snow north of the wall and you're following him and the wildlings and um, just trying to figure out what's going on north of the wall. And then you like cut and then it's Cersei, like Queen Cersei at King's Landing doing something political. And then you cut and it's Daenerys on the continent of Essos and she's like freeing slaves. Like these don't have anything to do with each other. Um, Right. They kind of did tonally. They they tried to make them tonally have stuff to do with each other. But... um, they often just felt like completely separate narratives. And in this show, you're you're in a lot of different places with a lot of different characters, but the narrative is not completely separate. You are working with and about the uh, the, the struggles of House Forrester. That's what you're doing. Right. Um, I feel like they did a really good job of like making... So you're juggling these three characters, but it felt like all of them got a pretty good amount of time to sink in. I think back to like uh, New Tales from the Borderlands, how even though that first episode was like one of the better ones, mm-hmm. uh, it still felt like you were maybe not getting as much time with these three characters as you could have. Uh, and here I thought they did a pretty good job of it. Yeah, um, I, I think they do a really, really good job of... Kind of like what we were talking about from Minecraft, how they took elements of Minecraft that felt like they were part of the story that were very important and part of the story that were very relevant to what it's like to play Minecraft. Um, like the 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 player created stuff, right? The player created content. And right. they, they moved that into the story very seamlessly and very uh, expertly. Uh, they made this feel like it felt to me watching Game of Thrones on a very micro scale. Um, they couldn't keep the scale as big as Game of Thrones is, but like for a small portion of it, they kind of felt the same. Uh, because he- here's another thing about Game of Thrones. In the first season, or first book, the first season basically is the first book, um, the main character, like indisputably, the most main character out of all the characters was um, the Lord of House Stark, Ned Stark, or Eddard Stark. He's like the main guy. Um, and it's a surprise right. and shock when in the second to last episode of the season, the new King Joffrey, who's just a kid, he's like a teenager, 
um, the new King Joffrey just on a whim orders Ned Stark to be executed. And that kind of sets off the war that they're going through right now. The way that Ethan dies in just the very beginning of this episode felt a lot like seeing Ned Stark being poised to be the main character of this thing um, just die at the, the, the beginning of the Game of Thrones series. Uh, right. So, so that they, they grab like these little elements of here's how it felt to experience that moment condensed into a microcosm to experience within a single episode of a video game. You can't trust anyone to live unless, I guess, they show up in the show and are still alive. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, so, like, with Walking Dead and, well, I guess just Walking Dead. I was going to say Wolf Among Us, but that's not true. Um, all of the characters that show up there that matter are basically characters that we don't see anywhere else in the Walking Dead pantheon of stories, right? So Right, so you can do whatever you want with them. Yeah, yeah, like, Lee can die, Lee can live, Clementine can die, Clementine can live. Um, whatever you need for the story to happen will happen, and yeah. uh, you, you don't have to worry about, like, split timelines or, or plot contrivances or anything like that. In this game, yeah, exactly. um, there's, there's a bunch of characters that show up. There's actually exactly four characters that show up that are known characters played by it i think they're real actors i i should have looked that up i'm pretty sure it's all i the think real i actors. remembered hearing they are yeah um four four characters specifically who like i know what happens to them and uh i'll i'll break it to you softly they don't die here we won't see them die here. So like <laughs> Oh, thank God. Yeah. So the four that I know of are Marjorie Tyrell, played by Natalie Dormer. And they really make her look like Natalie Dormer. I was excited. It was like, <gasps> it's Natalie Dormer. Um Cersei Lannister. I know who that is. She's the the queen of of she's the the queen mother, the queen queen regent. Right. Uh, her son, Joffrey, is king. Um, Tyrion Lannister, who is um, constantly referred to very coldly as that dwarf. Uh, he's the the brother of Cersei Lannister. Right. And uh, like the uncle to the king. Also the master of coin. <laughs> That's exciting. Uh, of Westeros. And uh, Ramsay Snow who is shaping up to be our antagonist. We don't like that guy. He's really gross and mean. Yeah, I don't care for him. I don't much care for this guy. Yeah, yeah. This Ramsey Snow. So so here's another thing. Here's another thing about Joffrey that uh that they they mention briefly but don't say. Um he doesn't actually have a right to the throne. Okay. It's a little secret though. No one knows that. Ooh, but hush, his, because his his parents are his mom is Cersei Lannister, and his actual dad is his uncle and her brother Jaime Lannister. Mm. Um, but everyone, well, it, I don't. I think everyone kind of knows this. It's like an openish secret. Um, but officially, his dad is supposed to be Robert Baratheon, who was the previous king. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Does any of this? 
feel cool? (laughs) (laughs) Is any of this, like, cool to listen? I think hearing the story of Game of Thrones from someone talk about it has got to be, like, the least interesting thing in the world. Uh, well, I mean, it. I feel like you make it more interesting because you're my good friend. Okay. That's something I can kind of latch on to. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm glad. So, so I think there was a... I think there was, there was a moment where Ramsey was, uh, threatening Ethan and Talia Forrester, who are twins. Mm-hmm. And also very young. And Ramsey goes, oh, twins, just like the queen's mother and uncle. Well, hopefully not just like them. And I think that's implying like, oh, he knows that they do some incest on the side just as a treat. Just for fun. Yeah. I mean, they don't do it for not fun, I imagine. Right. It's not. It's more for pleasure than business. Yeah. If it was not fun, I bet that would have cleared the whole thing up. Yeah, don't worry everyone. It was when we did it it was not fun. <laughs> um yeah, so so uh Robert Baratheon the the previous king never actually had any kids at all with his wife. Okay. Um but I don't think he ever knew that because he was pretty arrogant about life in general, so he was just thinking like, "Ah, I probably had some kids." Just kind of a silly guy. He had a bunch of bastards that um, Cersei tried to have killed and oh. didn't really work out. Um, I see, I see. Yeah, besides the point, I'm getting sidetracked because this is a show with a lot of sidetracking in it. Um, and this game is based not on the book series, but like on the show specifically. Right, you get the big HBO logo and everything. Yeah, which I thought was an interesting choice. Like if you're going to add... um. Some lore like this, you're either gonna. I would have assumed you're gonna try to like match to the books. Uh, well, I guess going off the show gives them a little more to work off of, like visually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes and no. Like you know what the characters look like for those four characters, but also there's this painterly art style through the whole thing. Oh, I I didn't mention it, but I I really enjoyed that. You liked it, okay? It. Yeah, that is something I really liked, is getting that. Uh, I thought it really uh, suited it and was just like a cool, different look than what we normally get. Yeah, it's interesting because like the environment is 3D models. It's rendered in 3D, but there's this interesting shader on it where uh, like the further away something is, I think it's based on distance, the more like the edges of it fray into like paint swipes, and into brush yeah. marks. And it's, yeah, it's a really interesting look. I don't think I've seen anything quite like it before, uh, except maybe Project Spark a little bit. Oh, yeah, kind of. Kind of. Maybe Dreams a little bit. like Oh, Dreams I can see. I, I don't, like, I haven't played a whole ton of Dreams, but I, I get what you're talking about. Yeah, it's not exactly the same, but, like, it's, it's a similar... Um, principle of just like right. fraying the edges of a 3d object across the screen to look more 2d and painterly right and Skyward I, I sword like, even a little bit does that yeah i i feel like it maybe doesn't always work there's sometimes where it just you look at something and it just kind of looks like swiss cheese yeah but overall it it looks very neat yeah and and like 
the way it's applied to environment objects is different than the way it's applied to characters. Um, pretty rare yeah. to have this happen, but I think the environment is actually way better done than the characters. Um, yeah. Because the, the characters the char- are kind of normal. Yeah, but even then, like, the textures on, like, their outfits and stuff still have that kind of painted uh, look to them. Yeah. I yeah. especially liked the scene in the uh, the forest with Ethan and his uh, siblings. I thought, like, yeah, uh, that painted look on the trees looked really cool. Yeah, the painted look on the trees made me think, oh, I'm looking at, like, a screenshot of concept art or something, and then yeah. it'll fade into the like the real environment but then it just started zooming in and i was like whoa this is a 3d area that's awesome that was really cool that was, yes i said that thank you dustin <laughs> um do we want to talk about the three what's the best way to do this you want to talk about the three main characters yeah i guess we could just talk about them in order in order okay um who's first uh first is uh garrett tuttle garrett tuttle squire yeah fun name that is fun. It almost sounds like Turtle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's a squire to Lord Forrester. Greg, uh, Gregor is his name? What's his name? Gregor or Greg? Gregor Forrester, yeah. Wait, hang on. It wasn't Gregor. It was like... Gregorio. <laughs> they're, they're, all, they're all almost names. Like Garrod. I have Gregor written down. Is it Gregor? Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look up some other names as well. What do you think of? They of throw Gary a Tuttle? lot, and uh, I thought he was fine. I'll I'll be honest, going being thrown into this at the beginning, I was pretty confused because there's so like they throw a lot of characters at you right here, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I don't know any of these guys. I don't know what's going on. So even though I I could grasp what was going on in general, this first part I I was like pausing every. Like, every, like, ten seconds or so, I was like, all right, that's a name I should probably write down. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, that That's how Game of Thrones is. Like, I, I I actually recommend, like, hey, you should be the biggest dork in the world in the first season. Just, like, write down a name on a scratch piece of paper when you see a new character introduced. You don't need to write anything else about it. Just, like, write the name down so... You don't right. feel like an insane person later when you're hearing all these names. Right. Well, another thing, like, this happens sometimes with movies. Like, I'm not writing down, like, all the characters' names, but, you know, they're not going to, like, be constantly saying what each other's names are throughout the movie. Yeah. Like, maybe they'll mention it, like, once or twice, and, and then you just got to remember it. So something like this, where you, there's, like, a fuckload of characters, mm-hmm. it, it really is better to just write down, like, everyone. Uh, so you were right. His name is Gregor, but it kind of doesn't matter because he dies pretty quick. <laughs> right. Lots of these characters do. Yeah. So Garrod is with uh, Lord Forrester and his son, Roderick Forrester, at the Red Wedding, just like outside in the fields. And the phrase launch an all-out attack. Your best friend, it looks like, gets like stabbed through the neck pretty early on out of nowhere. Yeah, did you choose to try to save him? No. I didn't either. Yeah, oh, yeah, I guess he might not always get stabbed in the neck, but, uh... Yeah, so from what I read, I did look into it after. From what I read, like, he doesn't... I don't know if he dies later, but it is one of those cases where if you save him, he's not gonna be super important. He'll maybe say a couple lines. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... It's a rough scene to watch because 
Garrod catches on. He's like watching the phrase behave weirdly. He he sees some weapons in a tent. He's like, why why would they have these? <laughs> That's strange. Yeah, and uh, he's he's telling his other squire friend like, dude, we gotta go. And I have him say it like twice in a row. Dude, we have to go. We gotta go. And his friend's like, what are you talking about? You go we're, if you we're want here to. here to party. I'm gonna stand here doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then he just gets like brutally stabbed in the neck, which I think is a... Uh, it, it's, like, it's like a calling card for Telltale to say like, no, I get it. I get what the show is. Um, you're going to think someone's gonna be your friend and, and like on your side or matter what your choices are with this person. Then like, they're just gonna be pulled out from under you immediately. That's that's what the show is. It's a right. a show of not knowing if you're <laughs> if the people in your life are dependable constants. Yeah. Um. So he dies. Roderick, Roderick dies, dies pretty fast. Um. And man, I have it written down in my notes. Uh, imagine your reason for death being a horse fell on you. Yeah. <laughs> He died because a horse fell on him. and uh, That's such a strange way to die. Like, on your grave to- gravestone, uh, here lies Mitchell Wolf crushed by a horse. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he, he got hit down. with an arrow in the, like, shoulder as well. But I didn't right. think he was going to die from that. Even after the horse fell on him, I was thinking, oh, he's not going to die. Yeah, you don't die from a horse falling on you, but I guess you do. Yeah, I mean, they're quite heavy. They're large. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was a survivable instance. Yeah, because, like, uh, Garrett tries, has, like, an animation of, like, trying to push the horse off, and I was getting ready to mash, and then they show his face dead, and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I, that, that was fast, but all right. You were an accessory to this horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Lord Forrester fights with you for a while, and you, like, kill a few frays, but at some point you're overwhelmed, and... Uh, Lord Forrester is mortally wounded, and you go out into the forest, he gives you a sword, his, like, family sword, and he gives you a job, which is tell your uncle, who is, like, the the, the castle manager, I guess, uh, I think it, they said Castellan, like, is the title. Yeah. Of uh, Ironrath, which is where the, the Foresters live. So he's like the, the house manager for House Forester. Right. Um, tell your uncle. I have it written down here. The North Grove must never be lost. I wonder what that means. Yeah, and <laughs> Garrett basically says, I don't even know. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> and then, That has zero relevance to me. Yeah, and Lord Forester's like, great. Don't tell anyone else. It doesn't matter to them. Don't, don't, <laughs> it, you only tell your uncle and no other people. I forget. Could you tell other people? I, I'm. Sh- I, I think there were parts where you could. So, Lady Forrester, you meet up with later, right? Um, the 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 wife of the Forester, the mother and wife of the Foresters, um, and she asks, "Did did Lord Forrester say anything at the end?" And uh, you have the option to like lie to her and say like, "Oh, he just said she loved you, or, or he loved you." Uh, he said he loves you. And I think there was an option of, well, he didn't say this one thing about this, but I, I just chose to lie to her and say that he loved her, and that's what I... Same. Yeah. 
Why not? <laughs> also, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell anyone about the North Grove. It, it seems like a really easy thing to just <laughs> tell my uncle, and that's it. So I'll just do that. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm sure no one else will understand it anyway. So why bother? Yeah, I kind of like Garrett Tuttle because he's. He's put in this very interesting position where, oh, the other thing is they made him, they, like, promoted him from a squire, but only until, uh, only starting tomorrow. And as soon as they said only starting tomorrow, I was like, okay, well, this guy's going to die immediately and not tell anyone, and then I'm going to be stuck as a squire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that is exactly what happened. Um, yeah, whoops. So he's he's got, like, he's got wants, he's got goals. His family dies and he's mad about it and wants to get vengeance on the White Hills and Boltons who who uh, killed his family. They'll come up later. Man, how how brutal. I I think this is what I realized. You know what? I don't know if I'm a Game of Thrones guy. Oh, is this, this moment. Just, yeah, it's just when like all his family's been killed. That's when I was like, hmm. Yeah. I get it, but... If, if this is just a regular thing that happens all the time. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'll, I'll, best left to someone else to enjoy. Yeah, it's definitely like a setup episode, though, kind of thing, right? right. Where like we'll see the, the really bad thing that has to happen in order for us to be like, okay, how do we respond to that over the next five episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> uh, the other Tuttles die pretty like really fast uh he's just a pig farmer. it was not even a challenge yeah yeah he he's very lowly they make a, a point to remind him of his place yeah the the uh the white hills and boltons that attack his family f- for the land they were just killing them to get their pigs like that's all they were doing yeah that's lame i don't think that's i i don't think that's a good reason to kill anybody but hey i wasn't there yeah, uh, so he's got all this stuff going on, but also I like that like his main goal is just, I have to tell my uncle something, and that's kind of the entire thing I'm concerned with. I just have to tell my uncle this weird phrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to tell my uncle, the ostrich croaks at midnight, and then my <laughs> uncle's gonna love it. I understand. <laughs> Did you tell anyone else about this, ostrich? <laughs> um, so... Yeah, the, the 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 nature of the thing he has to tell him is also kind of like the North Grove must never be lost. It's kind of like, were you planning on losing it? How could this be information? <laughs> this isn't new information, right? Yeah. So I I, I kind of wish they picked a, a stronger something thing for with him a bit more say. meaning. Yeah, with a, with a bit more gravitas behind it, with with something more of like the North Grove. He's upside down. <laughs> just like, oh, that's new information about the North Grove. Just it and must have, never be lost. Like I already knew it was important. Whatever. Yeah, and and you have to say it just like that. He's <laughs> upside down. Um, and we we have we get no insight into what that is throughout the entire episode. By the way, right? Maybe we will at some point. It would be weird if not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just never comes up again. Yeah, and this is this is something, and I I didn't know it, if uh, if you would know this just based on the the tone of it, but this is something that does not appear in the show or anything. Um, I don't know this what the phrase. North Grove is as much as you don't know what the North Grove is. 
That's awesome. It levels the playing field for us. Yeah. Yeah. It must never Maybe be lost. Maybe it's more important than we thought. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that much I can grasp. But I would have known about it before. I would have seen <laughs> it and I would have thought, don't lose this. Don't lose that. That's a good North Grove. Um, so this fight that, that Garrett Tuttle has with the uh, the people invading his home and killing his family is kind of the inciting act of violence that everything else in the in in the game proper is, is going to be descendant from right yeah because what the, a shitty hand to be dealt it's a shitty hand guy. yeah uh the whole north is run by uh warden Roose Bolton who is a replacement for uh Rob Stark and the Red Wedding kind of put him in charge where he wasn't going to be otherwise. Okay. And the Boltons suck. No one likes the Boltons. Everyone fucking hates the Boltons. Yeah, their flag. Every family has like a sigil and a flag. And most of them are um, like Cersei Lannister. The Lannisters are the lions. They're majestic and, and regal. And the Starks are wolves because they're they're uh, all northern and they're they're solitary. Uh, and the Boltons are a flayed man, a man who's been cut, his skin is cut off, but still alive, and his skin's just cut off. Ooh. Rough. Yeah, not good. Yeah, and, like, I think you would see that and think, this is not a Dustin thing, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like seeing this man and his skin flayed off. I'm sorry if that's a hot take. <laughs> I'm sorry if that offends you. <laughs> Uh, well, we do see a man flayed in this episode, even. Yeah, we do. Which, like, we haven't even seen... I don't think we see a full flaying in action like that in the show. I think we see, like, the results of, like, oh, this is a... Like a barbecue man they put together after the fact to so look like a flayed A guy. barbecue man. But, well, to be fair, you yeah. don't see it directly in this, either. You see, you're kind of looking from behind, so you don't really see the violence necessarily but you do get to go see the end result yeah but you do see ramsey like throwing knives out right and like right. cutting um yeah so you see, yeah you see the actions you see you see the actions you get a little bit of the actions just a just a little taste so they suck and you you garrett in, or garrett in defending your family and uh, trying to fight for your dad. Uh, it doesn't matter that you were trying to fight for your dad. Everyone kind of repeats that to you. Like, yeah, but your family were pig farmers. So, like, they're allowed to be killed by soldiers. They, Sorry. they are allowed. They are allowed to hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, even, even though everyone involved understands, like, hey, dude, I totally understand that you were just defending yourself and your family um doesn't but that's not gonna super matter to them yeah it does not matter to them and they are gonna want revenge regardless yeah because you're a squire or you are known as a squire of house forester it's just gonna be understood at this point that the foresters have some splaining to do to the bullets and you don't want to be in that position and that's that's the game that's the game that we're playing Feel bad for this guy. Yeah. The last thing he does is like the first third of the episode. He's told, hey, you are a liability here. I get it. 
you were defending yourself, but you can't be here because they're going to come and kill everyone if you're here. So you got to go work on the wall. Do you know what the wall is? I don't know what the wall is. Uh, So this is in the same way that Westeros is kind of like loosely approximately uh, based on England. The wall Uh. is loosely and approximately uh, the border of England and Scotland. Okay. And it's this giant ice wall where um, everything below it in in this the they say the north is is like where the foresters and the Starks are from, but the north is still south of the wall. Um, okay. And anything below it is civilized, like European style civilization. Anything above it is like a bunch of. Uh, red-haired wild people just uh barely talking to each other uh using a lot of grunts but also they're a they're a bunch of tarzans they're a bunch of tarzans yeah that's a great (laughs) way of putting it they're definitely (laughs) actually civilized but it's it's in a way that like europeans don't think is civilized so they get uh discriminated against in that way but like right. that's that's what they think of north of the wall. It's it's a way of keeping all the riffraff out, and also um, just like a bunch of magic and a bunch of um, like elven demon witch things that are all north of the wall. Um, it, it, it's best just not to think about what's north of the wall. So there's this thing called the Night's Watch, which is the thing that Garrod is um, entrusted to join here, sort of in exchange for the family being uh safe uh right. the, the the night's watch is the group of soldiers and thieves and like last born sons who have to just do this for a job defend the wall you 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 swear your fealty to it for your entire life there's no coming back from working the wall it's just something to do it's uh it's just so a thing Garrett's to do while you're up there fucked. Garrett is is basically yeah I mean like this is this is his new life. Man, that sucks. I'd I'd be sad. Yeah, I don't know about this guy, but I wouldn't want to do this. I think this guy's pretty sad about it too. But he's like, I'm I'm loyal to House Forester, so I'm gonna leave so I can, um, at least provide them with some some safety from the wrath of the Boltons and and everything. Right. I guess at the same time, it's like, what else are you going to do? Go play video games? Are you, are you like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What am I really missing out on by being stuck working this wall? Oh, I forgot one big thing that you're missing out on. You need to swear celibacy for your entire life. Oh, yeah. I guess that would do it, too. That, <laughs> yeah. that might be the, the bad part. Uh, yeah. So so the, the, the men, which ranges from, like, young boys to very old men, because you're not going to retire. Um that are working the wall they they they, they it's kind of like leaving to go become a nun or a monk it, it's your new almost spiritual there's nothing spiritual about working the wall but like it, it it's that kind of devotion that you need to go spend uh. your life on after that point uh and garrett he was gonna be like a like a a, a right-hand man I guess they didn't really say exactly what he would be after being a squire, but yeah. Now he has to work the wall forever. Now he's got to work the wall. Um, 
ain't that some shit? Yeah, that that is some shit. And uh, Mitchell, yeah. I'm glad you're here to know about Game of Thrones so much. I I have a feeling you're going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting. I you know what? I think the more this story just really narrows in on the foresters, which it kind of feels like it will. Um, we don't actually have to. We, we might not have to. I don't know. It depends. Ooh. It depends. I guess we'll see. Yeah, but like, um, if we keep this between like one or two named characters, like Ramsey seems like he's going to continue be uh, being important, and the, right. the House Forester, uh, we might keep it pretty, pretty tight around just a few concepts. I'm not sure. Um, that that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like the the big. I'd, threat, I'd love to not have to remember a ton of shit. The big threat, like in episode one, the first thing you see is some people that I believe were out scouting north of the wall, um, on a on a mission for like just not, like a surveillance mission to see what's up there from House uh-huh. Stark. They find the White Walkers, which are these like snow zombies, and come back, Ooh. and they're trying to tell anyone, hey, hey, hey. They're, they're uh, zombies. They're coming. Oh, dude, they're coming. You gotta chill. You gotta believe us. And then uh, Ned Stark has to kill him because he technically was a deserter uh, for running away from them. Right. That's shit. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, if it, Instead of white walkers, maybe they should just call them white zombies. <laughs> yeah, they should. That's, that's a very good point. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and and you know what? I don't think the walkers are gonna have anything to do with this game. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're gonna appear at all. I don't think they're gonna be a part of it whatsoever. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, but that's mainly because I only just found out about their existence right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I, I like I kind of like the the sliver of of story they've carved out for themselves it's a house that i believe is like briefly mentioned just that it exists in passing in uh-huh. one of the books like, i think like two people say uh when they're like listing names of houses in the north they're like yeah you got the foresters and the the birches and the bows and stuff and like they took that one name that someone said offhandedly and said i bet we could tell a story and uh the foresters yeah yeah, you know what? It, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Uh, because if them being such a minor part, that means you can really get away with doing a lot more with them. Yeah, you just need to make me care about these people in uh, specific. So, like, that right. that's Garrett Tuttle, our first playable character of the game. Did we care? Did we care about uh, Garrett Tuttle? Yep. Uh, I liked him enough. I don't think I, like, dislike any of our main characters. Okay, I actually didn't care about this guy. <laughs> it, it it doesn't really lead, and, and, like, he himself I don't mind, but it doesn't really, like, go anywhere in the end. Well, yeah, because, like, he had, he has a very sad story, but also the, the big thing he needed to do was go back and tell his uncle about the thing. Uh, the do North th- Grove must never be lost. Do you think we're done with him? No, I think we're going to see the wall. I think like we're going to go and see the, the wall and who's currently at the wall at this point in the story is uh Jon Snow. Uh okay. so a Stark kid, we're going to see a Stark kid. And, okay, and he's okay. he ends up being 
pretty much the protagonist of the entire series. Gotcha. Uh, Jon Snow. So we're, we're so you think they're going to want to get him in? Yeah, I think he's just like a popular aspect of the show. He the the whole wall and north of the wall, the whole King's Landing thing, and everything that happens on Essos, this other continent that kind of like stands in for, um. It it feels like Africa or the Middle East, but it's actually like just standing in for mainland Europe. Um, right. That's like the three thirds of the show where most things are king's landing the north or essos um and i think we're gonna see just like that we're gonna see those three things be covered in this game as well gotcha gotcha i'm gonna hold you to it now i'm gonna be real disappointed if we don't well i think we're it's already confirmed we will because uh awesome uh remember we're going we sent a guy we sent this guy malcolm to go get um a Forrester brother from right. Essos. I forgot about that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that's our first playable character. Let's talk about the other two. Uh, which one do you want to tackle first? I guess we might as well tackle the next one we do. Uh, Ethan Forrester, right? Yeah, so Ethan Forrester. Um, the way titles descend from fathers generally fathers sexist i know to uh to sons is like it's the firstborn son that is either viable or still alive or not banished um discounting any daughters as well so with they they went through the forester kids and and i i wrote down a list of them all and in the way in the order i'm pretty sure they are born there are a lot of them there's six of them uh oldest <coughs> was Roderick and he was clearly in line to be the new lord once his father passed or uh gave the title away. Roderick was going right, to be the was, new was, lord. Right, but he was crushed by a horse. He was crushed by a horse. So he's out. He was the firstborn. Secondborn was Asher, who you only get through context clues. Um but he was like this brute of a guy, just picking fights all over the place and um generally not being friendly uh you, you can see him in, in like a painting and you find right. out is he the one they said was uh he's the one they said was exiled yeah he's right? he was banished from westeros to essos so he's just out the, there the one they're the one they're gonna go get at the end yeah he's just out there doing something uh and i i'm predicting i don't know about this i'm predicting he will be one of our new playable characters Okay, okay. I, we'll see how it goes. But he was the second-born son. Uh, once this stuff hap- happens where, uh, you know, Lord Forrester dies, the first-born son in line for the throne dies. And I say throne, but, like, he's not the king. Lord Forrester is just a lord. Um, yeah. Once that happens, Lady Forrester, the mom, sends away uh, Malcolm. <laughs> he sent, She sends Malcolm away, who's, like, just some guy that works for him. To go get Asher and come back. Uh, they need manpower. And they need a, more Forester kids in the area. Right. And you can actually, I think, try to deny this. But uh, I looked up a synopsis of the episode. And it seems like it just happens regardless. I guess that would make sense considering what happens to Ethan. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. In retrospect, a lot of what happens to Ethan is kind of obvious, but I did not pick up on the fact that it would happen. A lot of this episode is just like setting up, okay, are you bringing Asher back or not? Because that could impact how this family fares if Ethan was to go and die. Or are you? who are you picking for your... Um, they call it a... What do they call it? Uh, Sentinel. Who's, yeah. who's like your, your right-hand man. It could be one of two people, which might matter if Ethan dies. <laughs> and, <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, so like in retrospect, it's, it was pretty clear like, oh, I'm making a lot of choices for what would happen if Ethan was not to be around anymore. Well, good thing I'll be prepared just in case Ethan were to die. Did you suspect that Ethan would die at all at any point before no. it happened? I didn't at all. I did not at all either. Big surprise. Yeah, I went, oh! Lord Forrester, made me a little I sad. saw coming from a thousand miles away. Uh, Ethan, right. yeah, big, big surprise. Um, whole lot of killing going on in Game of Thrones. They should stop. Yeah, they should. Well, you know what they say about the Game of Thrones. If you don't win, you die. That, I've been saying that for years. I can't believe I forgot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so the oldest is Roderick, dead. The second oldest is Asher, banished into Essos off the continent. The third oldest is uh, Mira, who we'll get to and was a playable character in this episode. Um, she's out in King's Landing, so she's far away as well. Yeah. Then, uh, the collective fourth and fifth oldest are the twins, Talia and Ethan. Uh, and because Mira's a girl, and Asher's gone, and Roderick's dead, uh, it somehow went to one of the fourthborns, Ethan. He's now the Lord, just all of a sudden. It, it really skipped a few places. They're a lot of these kids. Yeah. Uh, and then Sixborn is like a little boy. He's like a little boy. He's just like a little guy. He's just like a little guy. Uh, his name's Ryan, spelled R-Y-O-N, the worst way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that is the, the Forester clan. Hello, Foresters. I bet... I bet there, there's... I bet... Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, between... no, agreed, man. Garrett is not related to the foresters, but he's he's serving under them, like a ward kind of. Um, it, it it's kind of kind of wild how Ethan is tied for second youngest, out of six, and it's still like yeah, I guess it it's just him. It's the logical guess one. Guess it's on him. Uh, he wasn't ready for it. He wasn't ready for his lordship. He's quite a young kid, but uh, we, we made do in our choices with Ethan in this episode. And I was proud yeah. of it. I was too. Uh, Ethan's cool. Ethan is cool. When they said he was like a, a like really young to absorb the throne, I kind of thought, oh, we're going to be playing some asshole. Ethan's going to yeah, be like a little I did dick too. kid. And, uh, yeah, I thought he was going to be like, I don't want to be on the throne. Fuck that. Yeah, and I bet you probably could make him say some dicky stuff with some of the dialogue options, but... Um, right. They made a really believable young kid who's like, yeah, you know, I am probably not as ready as I would be. But still, I'm not like a dummy about this. I'm going to do this in the way that I think is right. Right, and he handles himself pretty well. I think he does. I think he does. Um, he knows the right things to say, the right attitudes to have. 
Yeah, so uh, your twin sister Talia keeps telling you the whole time, I hope this doesn't change you. Which is, like, rude. <laughs> I think it's rude for her to, like, harp on that continually. Well, she's just worried. She doesn't want to lose her brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, like like she says, uh, Roderick changed. Uh, it, it, it really uh, hardened him, and she just doesn't want that to happen to Ethan. Uh, but the outcome with Ethan is probably worse, I would say. They both died. They died equally. Oh, yeah, it's probably about the same. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if being stabbed in the neck is equal to crushed by horse. I think that one's yeah, just one's, too silly. Yeah, one's funnier. One is funnier, and I think that's what you don't want for death. Your that's death. That's true. Man, did you hear about that guy who was just crushed by a horse? Yeah, if I found out that you died, and I don't know how I would find out, frankly. Probably your roommates, actually. Never mind, I would definitely <laughs> find out from your roommates. Um, and I would be really sad about it, Dustin. But if they said a horse fell on you and you died from that, like, could, do I have your permission to laugh a little? A little, yeah. I'll allow that. It's not unfunny. Yeah, I mean, I'm laughing about it now with Roderick. I think it's only fair that <laughs> people true. can laugh at me if a horse falls on me. Yeah, if you laugh at something happening to someone else and then it happens to you and then suddenly it's not funny, that's just unfair. Yeah, that makes you a dick. That makes you a dick. Uh, so as Ethan, you make a lot of, I think, pretty interesting decisions as, as the new lord. Um, you need to hold yourself in a certain way to be seen as respectable by others. Um You've got this advisor, like the Meister, who's like a a monk trained doctor, is what that is. Like a like a very right. well educated person who's uh, devoted their lives to study in a in a binding way. I like this guy. He was nice. Yeah, he was nice. And uh, I was wondering, like, is he so nice because he's angling for power or something? But uh, I think he was probably just regular nice. Yeah, he seemed like a nice guy. Because he, cause he was nice to Garrett yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, he was nice, but also he had the idea that uh, as he was stitching Garrett's leg up. Oh, my fucking God. I forgot about this. Yeah, I, I thought we covered all the Garrett moments, but I did forget about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's anything to this. I mean, I know there is nothing to it in the sense that it does not work. But I don't know if anyone ever thought this in history or something. Right. Um, he was stitching a big gash in Garrett's leg up that he got from, I think, one of the White Hill people uh, when they were fighting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they... He, <laughs> the Meister wanted to make sure it wouldn't get infected. Good instinct. Bad execution. <laughs> he, he pours a bunch of maggots into the cut and then closes it up on them so there's just a bunch of maggots in his leg now yeah i i wrote down in my notes uh this fucking sucks the part with the maggots fuck off i wrote down in my notes maggots prevent infection <laughs> i guess i guess <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm no medical expert yeah. who am i to say yeah, I wonder if this was ever thought of as real. I mean, like, we did so many weird medical things over the course of history that I wouldn't be surprised. Right. I, I could buy it, but still, don't show me that in your fucking Telltale game, please. Yeah, I mean, like, even if you're just, if you're completely unmedically trained, you have to assume that, like, okay, maggots emerge from rotting food. It can't fight an infection. 
Maybe, maybe it's just because, like, they're eating so much of your tissue while they're in there that, like, it can't get infected because it's just being eaten. But, like, they're they're pooping right. and waste materials building up in there. It's got to not be good. Yeah, it's probably not going to be much better. I don't think it... Well, don't say much better. It's going to be worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, they did what they thought was best. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sucks doesn't it that really sucks it was so bad to watch yeah like i was already not on board i was already playing this just because we have to do it for the podcast and then they throw this at me come on yeah it reminded me of some of the more visceral csi um like little cutscenes they had oh the fucking i remember those those are kind of funny at least yeah like the rat going into the mouth god that that's just so over the top that it becomes funny but like this is just like it's it's yeah it's gross but it's at least like grounded enough that i can't laugh at it yeah yeah well another one that kind of felt like that was in the walking dead season two when clementine is uh using the needle and thread herself trying to stitch up like a gash in her arm Right, um, but at least that didn't have maggots in it. Yeah, and, and also, like, that is what you would do. Uh, it was a little yeah. improvised and kind of sh- scrowdy-row about how she was doing it. It didn't look clean, it didn't look precise. But still, like, yeah, you do need to do that. This is just some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. They did this just for the fuck of it. Yeah, and also, that situation was, like, tense. You need to do it now, or act some other way now, quickly. And this is just, like... Well, we're just chilling in this room, and we could do this at any time, but I think it's time for those maggots. <laughs> Let's put those maggots... Maggot us up, bro. <laughs> so there's not even a sense of urgency. We're just... Yeah, like, I want this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I am okay with having these inside of me. Yeah. Wow, they did suck, huh? They would, they were bad. <laughs> yeah, that's just... I. I, I'm trying to have an open mind. I don't want to be Mr. Wet Blanket. Oh, I don't want to play Game of Thrones. I like I'm open to it. It's fine, but that part, boy, d- d- do better. <laughs> I, they didn't have it for the rest of the episodes. So I don't remember it ever being in a sh- in an episode of the show. I think that's they new. chose to do it. Yeah, I think they went out of their way for it. That's so cool. <laughs> okay, Ethan, though. Um, yeah, there, there, there's a, like two big choices with Ethan. One is that there's this weapons thief who is like working for you, working for House Forrester. Uh, turns out that he stole a bunch of weapons and admitted to it, like straight up to your face. He admitted to doing that. And right. uh, his reasonings were like, hey, everyone sees how this is going. You don't have enough food to feed us all. And now we're going to be invaded by the Boltons. I, we need to leave. Uh, and I'm grabbing the weapons that we deserve. We haven't been paid in a while, and we need to leave. So I'm stealing from you. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he just admits it. He just comes clean. Now, there was a bone in my body that wanted to think like, "Ah, oh, yeah, good for you, man. That's <laughs> fair enough." <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I know how Game of Thrones works. That would not work. <laughs> that would not be okay. So what did you do right. with Ethan uh, for that guy? So, it's funny you say that that would not work because that's that's what I did. That's what you did. Okay, said, you just said I just oh, took, I just had. <laughs> well, I just had mercy on him. I I figured like so. 
I mean, the other options were uh, send him to the wall or chop off his fingers. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I did have to think about it long and hard because I could see uh, the ramifications of any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I just said, you know what? I don't want to see you get your fingers chopped off. I get where you're coming from, man. Yeah. So I wasn't going to chop off his fingers either. Um, because... I thought about sending him to the wall just because it's... Like, would it be the lesser of two evils? I guess not, considering what you told me. I think it would. I Well, so my thought was... Sending him to the wall for the rest of his life? He was just expressing, it's bad here. We don't have enough food. We don't have enough protection. I need to get right. away, and I need resources. And I'm like, well, I, d- boy, do I have a solution for you. You will be fed every meal. And uh, you will be with some of the most like buff protectors of the realm we got we're sending you to the wall we can't have you here anymore i don't trust you but like the things you want are there so go for it uh so right like i was kind of thinking it of it from a perspective of that um but that really wasn't reflected in the way that people reacted to that decision Right. Well, one thing to keep him, I think one reason that influenced my decision was he he was also saying he's trying to take care of his family. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's not just some guy. He has a family. So sending him to the wall is probably not going to help them very much. Yeah. But like, I can't I can't change my decision for that. He I can't have right. I can't have a weapons thief who basically told me to my face he would do it again. <laughs> he, if he stayed here. He would do it again because he wants to leave. Right. But if you tell him, if you take mercy on him, he's he's like extremely thankful. Okay. And it puts him in like a much better mood. It's a little positive reinforcement. I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't have guessed that he would be that thankful and not just like, okay, but we still have this major problem. Yeah, he, he wasn't like a dick afterwards. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, I think the fingers is like... Okay, you you want to just be a dick about it? Like that's that kind of choice. That's for the telltale player uh, on the dark side a little bit, right? Uh, but I I felt all right about sending him to the wall. I I'm not yeah, gonna I, tolerate I mean, uh, thieves within my ranks, right? And I mean, like I I was pretty close to choosing that too. I I really had to stop and think about this one just because there were good. Uh, potential outcomes for each one of these i had to stop and think like well if i show a mercy what's gonna happen after that are other people gonna try this shit uh but i went with it anyway yeah the the wall is also not like the worst thing in the world it's right like you can be condemned by the lord that you work for and have to go there but it's still like there's some honor in it and it's a it's not prison it's like working yeah. conditions you you work there uh, it's very very cold it's made of ice and it's tough work but like the 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 realm does need it to happen it's like you're you're a protectorate of some sort uh uh-huh. people respect the night's watch even if they're like okay I, but my son would never go there that's not something we would do i, I wouldn't want anyone i know to be at the wall but you know it's it's still respectable yeah 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 um so like i i don't view that as the worst thing in the world i do think that someone who um 
like of the options presented to me i would have just been like okay yeah leave but give all my stuff back you're just that's what i would yeah probably we need those man those are mine yeah you can't just take the tonka truck yeah so the other one is that you have to pick who your sentinel is going to be and you have the choice of like your uncle or the, garrett's uncle right who is is a lot gentler duncan he's he's all about cunning he wants to attack things using cunning yeah and the other choice is yeah so that guy's name is duncan the other choice is sir roiland who is a knight for you and kind of like leads the 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 um the army that you have a very small force but some people and who did you choose i chose duncan i chose duncan as well I, it was very close. I did have to think about it, but I decided I landed on Duncan because I liked his name better. Oh, that was the reason. I like Royland better, I think. Oh, Justin Royland. Never mind. Is Was that it? Was that <laughs> what you were thinking? No, I was thinking of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared in the, oh. in the first episode. One of the guys who works there is named Duncan, and he's working on the website. Oh, yeah. he was. Duncan is working on the website. We like that for him. Yeah. Like... When I before I remembered that I was just like I don't know I I guess I could see benefits to either one of you I don't know either of you yeah. that well it did feel like an annoyingly like, balanced decision of like okay Royland is not taking diplomacy into account at all and Duncan is not taking force into account at all and right like yeah maybe if I knew these two characters more like if we had more time with them I could choose better but like I I just have no impressions on either of these guys. So it just comes down to your name. Yeah, in in my experience of knowing who Ramsey is and knowing that the Boltons have a huge army and a lot of force behind them, uh, there was this episode of the show called The Battle of the Bastards uh, a few seasons from now, like in the future. And it's eventually between Jon Snow and Ramsey Snow. And uh, it's a huge battle. It's an enormous battle. Right. And uh, I am I know how big that army is, and I know how big the Forrester army is, because I'm seeing it. And Sir Royland's like, hey, we can take him, and I'm knowing that we cannot. Uh, <laughs> so I'm. So that was the main reason I had sort of some foreknowledge that I should not have had. Um, It, it would have been more fair for me if I didn't have that. But yeah, I saw well, the show, so I'm working with it. Well, I, I kind of got that feeling, too. It seemed like Royland's uh, more hot-headed, and I felt like... Uh, Depending on the situation, that could get us into some hot water. Well, yeah, like, I know that if they go full-on force, they will definitely lose. It's not even, it's not like, right. oh, well, if you fight well, maybe you can make up for the fact that you're outnumbered. No, 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 you will lose. It's, it. you have way too few men. It's not a contest. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, that that was, that was tricky. With, with Because I wanted to kind of not pick Duncan. Because I didn't like how Duncan sent Garrod to the wall without consulting Ethan first. Right. I get that. Yeah, I thought I, that was I bad. agree. That that comes up a couple times. But, you know, I just like his name. But also, he has the facial hair. He has the facial hair. So that's two. That's two for two on Duncan. And Royland hasn't given me anything. Yeah, so they're all, like, devising a plan for how to greet Ramsey when he comes. Because they know he's coming now, and they know that... Um, we now have to make up for the fact that a forester person killed 
um, a Bolton. Right. And that's that's hard to get past. And eventually Ramsey comes and he it kind of doesn't matter what you do. He just sneaks on in there. Uh, and then he eventually like fondles and hits on Talia, who is your twin. And that sucks. You have you have some you have some choices for like what to do. You, you either like grab Ramsey's hand away or say like, hey, absolutely not. Or just you do something, and I think no matter what you do, Ramsey then turns around and stabs you in the throat. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just said, uh, I'll go in her place. It's cool. It's fine. No, I said that too. Um, yeah. I don't think that would have worked though. Like, if that actually was what was going to happen, that wasn't going to be a good right position for Ethan to be in. Right. I mean, it, it seemed like none of them were going to be a great position yeah it was interesting because the whole episode you get like this advice from the meister and your sister talia and your mother and duncan and roiland and anyone else who would talk to you ethan gets this advice of hey you need to be decisive which is kind of cool because it's like a it's another tutorial of if you haven't played a walking dead style game this is important you should be decisive stand with your choices Don't be conflicted. Don't try to, like, run down the middle of things. It doesn't work out. Um, Mostly because they have to write mostly for the extremes of of all the choices. Mm -hmm. Uh, So all the characters are telling you the whole time, be decisive. Be a little bit arrogant. Allow yourself to be the lord that you can be. And then, at the end of the episode, Ramsay stabs you and says, you're a brave lord, which is not what I need right now. So I'm going to just kill you. Sorry, man. Sorry, buddy. And <laughs> that, that I think is cool. It's its like everyone around you was wrong. Every single person was like, actually, you should have been more wishy-washy. You should have been less decisive. You should have been less brave. <laughs> uh, Sorry, man. We'll, we'll remember this for next time. Yeah, for next time I'm alive. It, for our it next recontextualizes um, not just choices, but like the decision to choose versus not choose yeah um so yeah that's that's an interesting wrinkle i think an interesting character choice for how they write ethan i agree i agree uh i guess we won't be getting any more of that with ethan so who's the third playable character our third playable character uh let me bring up my notes i do not remember her name by heart okay well let me give you a hint uh it's it's mira mira forrester (laughs) I didn't have a hint, so I just you told just said you. who it was. Yeah, but I I got it right when you said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's down at King's Landing, and she is the handmaiden of the Natalie Dormer character, Marjorie Tyrell, who is to uh, soon to be wed to King Joffrey. Right. Um. Yeah. So she. She's I I like this section a lot. This actually might be the section I uh like the section of the show that of the game that I related to the most. Oh, nice. Right, I guess not related to. I just resonated with the most. It was I thought it was written well. I liked the interactions between uh Myra or Mira and uh and Marjorie. Good stuff. Yeah, I like I like that they had like a genuine friendship going on. It was kind of it's kind of a moment of levity. Yeah. Series. Yeah. So Marjorie Tyrell is an interesting character because I don't 
really think throughout the entire series i don't know if the audience is ever really let in to think whether or not she is genuine in how she acts and how she feels about things right uh, because she was supposed to wed Renly, uh, Ren, Remly, Renly, Rem, Remerton, whatever his name is, uh, Baratheon, <laughs> who's a brother of the previous king. And then he died. And then he, she was supposed to wed Joffrey. And uh, that's ahead of this point in the story, but he's going to die at his wedding. Ooh. Yeah. Weddings are tough for Game of Thrones. And then she's going to wed... Uh, like get into wedding uh joffrey's younger brother so like three people in line to be king um all of which are like i don't believe that you love this person whatsoever (laughs) uh so so like she's she's really like gunning for the throne um especially joffrey's younger brother who's like 12 um and she's like 30 it's a hmm. it's, it's definitely a thing to think about right yeah that do, that's not like amazing no that's that's i think rude at least y- yeah um we we have a word for that kind of person i'd say um but like <laughs> marjorie is probably not gonna do anything with the 12 year old king and i bet they won't even really be friends <laughs> uh it's it's more <laughs> just like she's got to be in that position of power and that's she'll do anything that she can to get there uh um, yeah she doesn't even have any cool video games why would he have any interest yeah you've brought that up twice i think you you're stuck on the people in game of thrones having bad lives cuz they don't have video games <laughs> he's a 12 year old boy <laughs> it's true it's true that's all they're interested in are, are cool-ass video games. Well, people mature fast in Game of Thrones, because what else are you going to spend your time doing? That's true. Yeah. Um, so maybe a 12-year-old is more like a 90-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's quite a leap. Yeah, quite a leap. So she, she she's kind of like always shown in the show of like, oh, maybe she's playing some games behind the scenes she's playing the game of thrones as well maybe she's deceptive but i think like outside of just wanting power she has never really been shown to be a bad person to hold it or a bad person in general uh she's she's kind to others in a place that no one else is kind to others and uh, she's really popular in king's landing just because she's like she's the 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 kid at school that does all the community service and and uh spends her time with the old people and feeding ducks and everything and right yeah i mean she she felt pretty genuine to me i mean i don't know i'm not a good judge of character in this world but uh she she felt like someone i could trust i guess yeah and i i think within like the relationship that you and her have absolutely she is i i think it would be weird if not but we'll see that as i guess the the story progresses but mira's your uh her handmaiden and uh, Mira gets a letter from her mom telling her what happened. Her dad's dead. Her brother Roderick's dead. Uh, Garrod was sent to the wall. And the Boltons are coming. I need you to tell Marjorie to tell King Joffrey to tell Ramsay Bolton or Ramsay Snow um, that the Foresters are protected by the crown. Don't fuck with them. Right. And, it's a real yeah. game of telephone. 
Yeah, and as soon as I knew that was the goal, I knew that Joffrey was going to be the bottleneck. He's not going to do a nice thing for anyone for any reason. <laughs> um, even if it is easy as just saying don't fuck with him, he was like, mm, I would like people to get fucked with, actually. That's... Actually, I think that would be great. <laughs> That's not how I'd prefer things go down. So, screw <laughs> you, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, Joffrey's the the worst. Joffrey has done so many bad things. Um, no one likes him. He's he's the shittiest little shit kid. He's who I thought Ethan was at first when they said like, "Oh, Ethan's not ready for the throne." I was thinking, "Oh, Joffrey." I don't want to. I don't want to play as a Joffrey. Uh, so I was pleasantly surprised <laughs> it wasn't a Joffrey type. Right. Um, also, it abbreviates to Joff. Like that's his nickname, Joff. Joff. Yeah, gross. Like G E O F F. J O. F-F-R-E-Y. Fuck off. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. That's so many so many names in Game of Thrones are like almost. <laughs> so many ga- names that, in Game of Thrones are just like, like almost. That's like almost there. Uh, yeah, like you've got the name Ashton in real life, and in this game it's Asher. And uh, Ethan is surprisingly regular. Yeah, um, but that's like something you could just be called today. Yeah, Garrett is a name. Garrett is not a name, but like it's almost there, right? Yeah, it's it's almost Garrett, but instead it's Garrett. Yeah. Imagine if there was a character who was just like Lord Kevin. And there's so many other names. Lord Jason. Uh, like the the mother of the Starks is Catelyn Stark. Like Catelyn's almost Caitlyn. Um, yeah, just not quite. Eddard Stark is not Edward Stark. It's Eddard. This is making me mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but sometimes... A Ryan shows up, but then Ryan is spelt really weird. <laughs> it just makes you all the more angry. You were like, you, you were, were so, you close. were so close. Yeah, and and like the uh, the other main character of the show besides Jon Snow is Danny, but it's not Danny for Danielle. It's Danny for Daenerys. So it's like that's, always just a little bit, a little bit not it. That's so cool. <laughs> um. <laughs> So you you do eventually convince Marjorie to like try this, and then she gets like beat up a little bit, and her dress is torn because Joffrey is right. Jo- <laughs> I guess Joffrey heard her ask for this, and then Joffrey was like, ah! and just like swiped around a bunch. And <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm crazy, Joffrey. Um, <laughs> seems like an overreaction. He could have just said no, <laughs> but he was mad about it. Um, he decided to to go crazy. Yeah, and the other thing that you have to do as Mira is talk to Cersei and Tyrion, who, um, the, Cersei's Cersei is like one of the most annoying people in the world, <laughs> but like annoying in a way that is written quite well to be annoying on purpose. Right. Um, she's she's just like the most. <laughs> paranoid nixon-esque like i need to make sure that my power is protected all the time kind of person in this world and so she she brings in mira forrester and is like it looks like your family is in trouble you wouldn't happen to care more about them than me huh (laughs) (laughs) and and then you just have to like apologize that your family's in trouble uh i liked that scene a lot i thought it was i thought it was cool for uh setting up this kind of character in King's Landing of like, I 
am in a position of power, kind of, but I'm in so much pressure that I can't really act on it a lot of the time. Right. Yeah, I like this scene a lot, too. I like that. Uh, so you're told that you really want to uh, appease her. Yeah. Uh, but it feels like they can, like, really see through your bullshit. So even if you are appeasing them, saying what they want to hear, mm-hmm. uh, they're just like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, she's well, she's obviously lying. Yeah. Uh, so I <laughs> Cersei goes, your house served the Starks, correct? And now the Starks are traitors. And I responded, yes, the Starks are traitors. And then oh, Cersei... yes, of course, whatever you say. And then Cersei goes, hmm, so that's how much your loyalty is worth. You would call the people you serve <laughs> traitors immediately. Makes me nervous Mirror's about like, you Shit. being here. <laughs> it's like, okay, dude, what <laughs> do you want? What do you want from Let me? Let me start over. What would have been good to hear? Because <laughs> I... I, I can't really read you very well. <laughs> yeah, the, the question at the end of it that does have like a definitive one side or the other kind of thing is she asks you look if there were for some reason a conflict between the needs and wants of my son the king joffrey and uh the person that you were the handmaiden for uh uh marjorie if there was a con conflict between them who would you be loyal to and then Marjorie looks at you and is like, oh, I just forgot that I told you to lie. And I'm going to take this seriously for some reason. <laughs> uh, and then, so what did you say in that moment? Uh, I I swore loyalty to the king. I swore I loyalty to the king as well. That's what I figured she would want. And it sounds like when you talk to her later, she's like, uh, yeah, you did a good job. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't. You can you can tell she you can tell she's kind of hurt by it, but I feel like she's deflated. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like I wish there was a way to be like, look, I just said whatever I needed to, like you said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think that Marjorie took it seriously, um, but I, I can't tell. It does feel like she wanted more out of me in that situation. Um, but like, right. I'm not gonna tell the mother of the king like. I'm more loyal to someone else beside the king. I can't do that. Right. I'm 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 doing what you asked me to do. And and also I feel like there would be some bad outcomes if I didn't. Yeah, I feel like Cersei doesn't often get her hands dirty, but I feel like I could have died there if I said I was more loyal right. to you than the king. Right. And, and I like that they don't make Mira like obviously hurt like she, you don't talk to her and then she's like mad at you. Yeah. Uh I, I feel like a lesser Telltale game might have. Or Marjorie, you mean? Marjorie's not obviously hurt? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So, yeah, because I, I feel like it would be lame if you're, like, playing the way she wanted and then she gets mad at you for it. It's like, good job. You, you, you can tell how she feels about it, but, like, she understands. Yeah, so the other thing that Cersei was talking about was this... Um, resource that your family has which is all the trees in the area they're ironwood trees which is a very durable hard kind of wood a special rare kind of wood that only this forest has um and uh she she says some cersei said something like well what if i was just to take all the ironwood how would you feel about that and then like you have to (laughs) come up with an answer to that that's somehow not just i'd be fine with it (laughs) 
<laughs> sure, man, do what you want, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm down here, so I don't even have it. <laughs> um, and and y- it, it's revealed after that conversation when Tyrion comes down to uh, you, and he's like, let me just talk to you a lot more casually. That was official. This is casual. Um, she was saying that she would just go and take the Ironwood. That's not a decision she can even make. I am the master of coin. Uh, so I would actually be making that kind of call. And then he's trying to like work with her. Like, let's actually make a deal about it. We don't need to be forceful. Let's let's have a conversation. Um, and he, he's doing this from this perspective of like, oh, that was really rude of her. Let me let me take you out. And you believe him for a second. But like by the end of the conversation, you realize, oh, the thing I thought was official with talking to Cersei, that was kind of like a, a ruse. That was a farce. And then talking to Tyrion after that, he was so casual about it. But then I realized, like, oh, that casual conversation I had, that was the real one. That was the one that really mattered. Um, right. I thought that was a really cool moment. That was neat. Yeah, I, I like, the, the way they were like, whew, okay, this is a calm down conversation. And then, like, all the actual stuff happened. If you weren't ready for it, you wouldn't realize it's even happening when it's happening. When Tyrion's catches talking you off to you. guard. Yeah. And that's like Tyrion's whole thing. He's such a he's he's known as like the clever guy. He's the he's the the thoughts guy behind the whole operation. Um, right. His his uh, famous quote on thousands of t-shirts and uh, doormats around the world is, <laughs> "I'm a dwarf. My job is I drink and I know things. I drink in my and I know things. That's what I do." And like those are good things to do. Yeah, yeah. That it's on every T-shirt has it. Every single T-shirt has that written on it now. If I look in my closet, I have at least six of those. Yeah. Close your eyes. Look down. Open it. Does your shirt say it? No fucking way. <laughs> I knew it. You got me. Every single one, bud. Um. So, I I I get the feeling that uh in. The episodes to come, we are going to be, as Mira, dealing with Tyrion a lot. And, like, working out some sort of deal of, like, okay, I really don't want my family to die. I kind of don't want to lose the Ironwood. Let's figure right. out something that works for the uh, the best for both of us. Because we were planning on approaching this through Marjorie, And I think that this episode kind of gave us, like, a hard no, that route is not going to work. Yeah. But maybe Tyrion, through like a business deal, could actually make this work out. It could still happen. It could still happen. Um, we don't really get like an ending for the Mira story, the same way we got an ending for the Garrett or uh, Ethan story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I just looked down in my notes. Uh, this is going back to Garrett a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> so the part when he's uh, in the woods uh, and his horse runs away. Yeah. I just have down in my notes a quote that says, I'm horsing out of here. <laughs> they said that in the game? No, they definitely did not. It's oh, just you what said I that thought in of real life. I, it's just what I thought and wrote down, I guess. Oh, okay. That's what the horse was saying. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm horsing out of here. here. I can't even deal. Okay. I like it. I like yeah, that you I told feel like I, about it, too. I feel like I probably would have liked the episode more if they had actually said it, though. So... Five playable characters, we've seen three of them, which are Garrod, Ethan, and Mira, and one of them's done. One of them retired at the end of this episode. 
So, yeah. uh, rest in peace. Rest in power, Ethan. Ethan the Brave, they said in my episode. As, uh, uh, that's true. They said that for me as well. I wonder if you can get a different name. Because like, they were talking about Ethan's uh, father and father before him and father before him. They all had like um, special names uh, of, of lords. His father was uh, Lord Gregor the Good. <laughs> not not really as good as brave good's more like yeah yeah you know it's pretty good yeah i mean i think they're getting at the benevolence kind of good rather right. than quality <laughs> but um, oh he's good <laughs> yeah the, the all right uh the ethan the short-lived would be kind of a bummer so i'm glad that he got <laughs> something mean. yeah i wonder if different choices produced if you could get ethan the indecisive or or something like negative. <laughs> oh man, that would say Ethan the smelly. <laughs> yeah. How would we have gotten that one, you think? Uh maybe if you hang out around like the pig carcasses for too long. Oh yeah, that's a good like he just comes back and everyone's like, oh geez, what is that? I just stood next to the pigs too long, I guess. Or 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 like uh no one says anything, but you can like see a visual disgust on their faces. Mm-hmm. Um like hello lord oh, oh hello ethan <laughs> so so my guess if we've seen the other two playable characters already if we have seen them they might be new characters entirely but if we've okay, seen you're them, you're thinking you're thinking if the characters we're going to play as have already been in this episode if they have or talked about in this episode at the very least right um i think one of them is asher i think we're getting asher from essos and then we're going to be him you're you're gonna play as him as they come to get him. Yeah, and either Asher's gonna be the new Lord Forester, or I guess it could be Ryan. I guess right, like little baby Ryan is gonna be the new Lord. Right. Um, I think it would be cool if we could be the new Lord as as Asher. Um, yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah, and I think maybe the other one could be. Um, it would have to be someone in like a different place. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess everyone is in a different place because he's all exiled. So maybe the mom, maybe Lady Forrester. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Could be that. And I think we're going to still be Garrett and, and Mira for the rest of it as well. Yeah. Going to do stuff down in King's Landing as Mira. Stuff at the Wall as Garrett. Stuff in Essos as Asher. Stuff at the Forrester uh, Iron... Ironrath as uh, the mom. That's my guess. That's my, my guess. I'm putting it out there for the for the world to judge me if I'm wrong. Right. I, I I think that seems likely. Or 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 maybe. Um, uh, you play as George R. R. Martin. That'd be like an episode is just you having to write the next story. Yeah. And you're like fuck. Yeah. And that's the only way a book is produced if enough people play the Telltale game. And like <laughs> add to the story collectively over time, and now no one can get it. We got it. Although I will, I will say that it's right. worth bringing up. We had some difficulty downloading it. Um, it did. Yeah, eventually I was worried it wasn't going to work out. Yeah, it, it it wasn't nearly as hard as like some of the ones we've gone through where we had to get a little yo hoey with it against our will. Uh, if you know what I'm egging at <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge um but like it we did have to jump through a couple hoops to tell our xboxes to download it uh, we're both doing it on xbox because we're the cool we're x boys 
Oh, yeah. you know what's an issue I had? Oh, sorry, I'll let you finish this first before I get I was to just calling us X-Boys. That's I can't have more words after that. I like that, though. I like it being the X-Boys. Yeah. What were you saying? Uh, I didn't get to see the credits for this episode. Oh, well, for reiteration purposes, I'll, I'll tell you that Jared Emerson Johnson did the music. Right, I, I saw that in the intro credits, but like, once the episode was done... It did that thing that Minecraft does where it says, uh, log in to see your choices. And I was like, I can't. And then it just kind of froze for a little bit. It froze? Oh, I didn't fr- so, freeze for me. I, I just it just played the credits so, after that. So it didn't freeze for me, but it just like stayed on like the background screen. Like nothing was popping up. And then I just press a button and then the login details come up. And I'm like, I can't log in. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to, <coughs> I tried to exit out and it just wouldn't. And so then I waited like a minute, and then I pressed B, and then it just went back to the main menu. Oh, okay. Interesting. It didn't do that for me, so I'm hoping it doesn't do it for you in the future. But in the meantime, you you can go to settings, and uh, credits is in there. Right, right. So you can see it if you want. Yeah, like, I wasn't worried about it. I I wasn't too worried about it. I was just worried, like, uh, is it going to save that I actually beat it, or am I going to have to do that last bit again and i didn't have to it said go on to the next episode like if you're worried you're gonna miss an appearance of carrie uh carrie walgren or someone maybe (laughs) uh you will have an an out for looking in the credits in the settings i believe uh that should work the uh, seeing her name in the credits would brighten up my life i know i know you're always talking man she wasn't in game of thrones that's that really is where this season went. I was with it up until then. Actually, I've been <laughs> bullshitting up until now. I have no idea if she is. She might even be in the show Game of Thrones. I have no concept of that. Uh, I would probably guess no. I would also probably guess no, but probably is two thirds of maybe. Yeah, who's to say? I never seen it. I never seen it. No, I've seen it. Um, <laughs> we've got three segments to go through. Let's get into them. You think? I would love to. What's your first one? Uh, the, f- the first segment? Sure. Uh, I usually do Weekly Guy first. Okay. Who was yours? Mine was Ethan. Mine was also I liked Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. I-, I thought he was an interesting character. I thought his story was uh, cool, and I was legit upset when he died. I was like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah. So I think Game of Thrones is best when it functions as a political drama. And I think we were getting the most of that with, through Ethan. And, and yeah. aspects of what we did with Mira as well. Not necessarily Garrett, but uh, we were getting a lot of cool choices as Ethan. Like, how to punish someone based on the crime. Uh, who, what kind of leadership you want to appoint. How to deal with yeah. a foreign um, aggressor. And I, 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 like I especially things. think it's... I especially think it's interesting putting a, a child in a situation like that where he just suddenly has to grow up like immediately. Yeah, like he's old enough to not be like a little poopy diaper boy. But yeah, it's he... not it's not like he's some little baby who's like, oh, send, sentence him to death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he he's not his younger brother, Ryan, which I think would have been troubling. Uh he, I mean, well, I guess it would be him. He's the next Lord. We'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> and that's not going to go as well as Ethan. Ethan was Ethan the Brave. Ryan is Ryan the Vastly Unprepared. Right, yeah. 
who who do you want to choose to be your your uh second in command right and he says i want to play fire trucks <laughs> uh fortnite he says yeah uh that's what i meant that's more what kids are into yeah fortnite's in fire truck fire truck in fortnite <laughs> um what's your choice cut my choice cut was what to do with the thief oh that's Since, a good one yeah uh, yeah, I mean, we discussed it earlier. I just thought it was interesting how, like, any side of the coin, mm-hmm. all three sides of the coin, uh, you could see uh, the pros and cons to each one. Uh, so, yeah, it was just a choice I really had to think about. And uh, even the choice I made, like, uh, showing mercy to this guy, uh, I mainly made it because, uh, what's her name, the female twin? Talia. Yeah, Talia. Good she was name, the one who said, uh, I hope this doesn't change you. I, I didn't, she was watching and I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm a cold blooded mm-hmm. ruler now. Uh, but also, you know, he has a family to take care of. I get it. Uh, but at the same time, I could totally see this just being a total shit show of a choice. Yeah. And like uh, the only reason I think that's not my choice cut is because the game didn't respond to me picking the wall in the way that like I kind of felt that. Right. I could see that. Like, my thing was like, hey, if you want to leave and you want to have more food and you, you want to have all these, like, the wall is a solution for you. So I'm not really sentencing you to the wall as much as that's where the good stuff for what you want is. Why don't you? I can't have you here. You can't be here. So you're going to the wall. Um, I'm doing you a favor. Yeah. To me, that had more mercy associated with it than. Uh, the game seemed to think so when Talia yelled at me a little bit and was like it changed you wow I didn't think it would happen so fast um, I was like okay Talia I don't know how fair that is so that's the only reason yeah, that's I'm... not my choice cut do you want me to cut off his fingers yeah Talia wanted that she's a little nasty <laughs> she was like I-, I was hoping this wouldn't change you this is too merciful you were a real dick the way okay so because of what Game of Thrones has done with many of its families many of its families the way that talia and ethan got on made me a little nervous that we were heading into a little a little bit of an incestuous situation uh, just because it's 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 not out of the question in game of thrones especially how they're drawn in that portrait of like they're leaning oh. on each other i was like it, are we doing this okay okay i, I hope not <laughs> uh but uh ethan died so they got away with it <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, it doesn't it, it need doesn't to come ma- up after this. It, <laughs> it doesn't need to, but you never know. Oh, could Talia be playable? Oh, that's possible. As a twin, I could see that like transference of player kind of feel. Yeah, just right. trade one in for the other. What's the difference? Yeah. Although <laughs> I, I do think it might get a little, not confusing, but a little redundant feeling because Mira and Talia look so similar. Uh, Yeah. Uh, they, they they do look like just a slightly different aged version of one another. Yeah. Um, my choice cut is all the decisions you make when you're talking as Mira to Cersei. Yeah. So, not to jump ahead, but that is my golden moment of the episode. Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm there I'm there with you in enjoying it. Yeah, and I I think more actually it's it's the talking afterward with Tyrion is my choice cut. Like how you do okay. that conversation. Right. Um, yeah, I just I just thought it was fun how they kind of uh, flip your expectations on on their head. 
Yeah. How you're you're told you want to do one thing, and then they're just like, mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah, like you're put into this position where you kind of get in video game mode where um marjorie's telling you how this is gonna go and you're as a player like trusting your tutorializer heavily because your tutorializer is the person who tells you how to play the game so you're thinking okay marjorie you're currently my tutorializer and you're telling me okay say something that just is what she wants to hear it doesn't need to be what you feel and then the more you think about how it goes through with that the more you're realizing Oh, I can't just trust Marjorie for everything. You know, I yeah. I need to get through this in a way that the way I was prepared for it is not complete around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it asks a lot, I think, of the player to really think about how they want to go through that. Yeah, I thought it was a cool scene. Yeah. Uh, so that's your golden moment. Yeah, so I, I guess that answers our next segment. Well, not mine, though. My Mine is What's yours? Uh, Ethan's death at Ramsey's hand at the very end. Ooh. Um, just that it, it was so unpredictable and reminded me quite a bit of when Joffrey co- uh, convinced Eddard Stark to die or the Red Wedding itself in the show of just like these cold ice water moments of, oh, this is not the way you think it's going to go. Everything that has been done so far is really in preparation for all that comes next. Right. You 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 like kind of being uh, uh, th- thrown, take, taken, I don't even know what the phrase I'm looking for is. You like uh, taken by when surprise. they go one way and then, and then go, actually, it's this. <laughs> thrown for a loop. Thrown for a loop. Yeah, good, good one. That's the phrase. Um, yeah, there's that. But I think like more than that, it's, it's the sudden recontextualization of I've been planning the whole time for what happens after my death and we're here now um yeah. in, in in a way that kind of colors what t- uh the telltale team might think of leadership as being like how do you plan for right after you de- uh your your death like how do you plan for the world without you while you're alive mm-hmm. and uh it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. I now think a lot more about the decisions I make, and I'm I'm still with them, but I'm thinking about them now from the perspective of Ethan's dead. He set up these dominoes. How are they going to fall? Um so so cool recontextualization of like the the choices I made in the episode up to that point suddenly being thrown into a a different light. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that scene. He was also gross and bloody and like, ew. Yeah, ew. Ew. Yeah, so that's that's the episode, I think. Anything else we want to talk about? Uh, That's all I got. Uh, I, I just want to say, like, even though Game of Thrones is just so just not what I'm into, I can still acknowledge when things are good about it. Like, there's still scenes here that I enjoy. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I don't want to be just a total party pooper about this. What what I'll conclude the episode by saying is that if anyone's out there listening who might work on the Minecraft movie and need two extras, <laughs> I think that we could do it. Yeah, imagine if they put us as like 
two of the people at like the the show at the beginning in the first episode <laughs> where they're they're building stuff and we're just like two oh what if uh what who was the guy in episode two was it like a the disco guy yeah there's the disco guy and then the other guy um like the the sort of stuck up guy um the guys who hate each other yeah, yeah he thinks oh he's we can totally ideas. do that are you disco yeah i'll be disco okay. there's no, I, I gotta be disco. yeah you gotta be disco and i gotta be the stuck up guy that's just playing to character <laughs> um yeah yeah you're on. welcome i've, we'll, I've got my we'll notes for episode two of minecraft here let me just uh let me just pull them out real quick. We got okay. <laughs> uh, 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 I don't think I wrote them down. I don't think I wrote those guys' names down. Oh shoot! Yeah, so I said weekly guy is disco guy, but what's the other one? What is the other one? It's not Calvin. Calvin's like the. Mm, I didn't write it down. Well, that's me. I'm him. His name's Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 just named Mitchell now. Yeah. And uh yeah, we we can do that, I think. We we can have that banter with each other. You can have a machine that like annoys cows and then I can have a machine that sort of bounces them around and they both don't do anything, but like we're <laughs> both really haughty about our machines that don't do anything yeah, we, to cows. Yeah, we feel really good about really messing with these cows with our machines yeah like yours is amateurish because it doesn't even <laughs> I, don't, I don't know <laughs> it doesn't do much at all so you you don't have an original bone in your body mine is a lava machine that kills cows <laughs> and i get sad when it happens <laughs> yeah so put us in the movie and until next time have a great summer have a great summer